Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B-R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. L. Scoopy Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. Know about it. If he naming them, ScoopB.com. Do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift. Got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoop B Radio. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop B Radio. In your airways, on the plane, on the train, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. Make sure most importantly that you subscribe to the Scoop B radio podcast available on all streaming platforms. 2.1 million streams last year. And one of the reasons why naturally is because we have newsmakers. No different here is we have the one and only 
retired NBA vet turned analyst Kendrick Perkins on the line. Perk, welcome to Scoopy Radio. Hey, man, appreciate you having me, brother. Thanks for having me on. Well, first and foremost, should I say, and one Kendrick Perkins, because you, you got the handles going on right now. What's up with that? Man, you know, man, I was just supporting, man, one of my coaches, one of my mentors, and Coach Phil Handy, man. Uh, he's, you know, he had a uh, 94 feet after ball handling out. And, uh, you know, I'm just supporting our own, man. Uh, he's doing great things in the community for us with, you know, helping the next generation. He was real close with the great Kobe Bryant. And to me, I just see him doing something positive. Man. And he's doing a great thing outside of being a, one of the best uh, player development coaches in the NBA. So, you know, he asked me to do a video, man, and I did it. I tried to do it eight times. I did it eight times and finally picked the one I liked. <laughs> you, you mentioned, first of all, I you were balling with a big man dribbling the ball with Jordan 13s. I think that's miraculous because that's a heavy shooter, man. No, it is. I mean, but listen, at the end of the day, I was just trying to give me a 30-second video, but I didn't get the 30 seconds. It was 17. But you know, hey, them J's, man, either way, it make you feel like you could you could do something special. Yeah, for sure. Scooby Radio on the line with Kendrick Perkins. Perk, tell me something. Um, you talked about Phil Handy. Um, had him on last month, and I see so much potential uh, with him, particularly because he's attracted the next generation with the 94 feet app. Um, Lakers assistant, uh, assistant with the Cavs, assistant with the Raptors currently assistant with the Lakers. Do you see him, him as an assistant in the NBA? What team would fit him? Well, excuse me, would you see him as a head coach in the NBA? What team I would think fit him? I, I definitely do. Um, it's a lot of areas. It's a lot of coaches. Like, coaches like Phil Handy, this is what we need. Well, it's, it's a, well I'm tired of seeing the same suits rotate. Uh, it's time to get some young blood in there. He's paid his dues. He's been around the game. He's played at a high level in college. And, uh, you know, he, he knows the game. Um, I would think, you know, the Knicks, you know, it's, it's a lot of teams out there. The Bulls, they could use a young, a young stud like Phil Handy in the coaching game. So, you know, I always want to see guys thrive. Uh, I always want to see guys move up in the rankings as far as with the coaching, especially, uh, you know, our African-American brothers that put in so much time and hard work. You mentioned the Chicago Bulls. What do you like about Zach Levine? Love everything about him. Um, he's a pure out scorer. Uh, we already know he's super athletic, but he he got the, he has heart. Uh, people don't understand. He don't just go out there to put up empty, empty stats. He wants to win. Uh, he plays winning basketball. Um, he's one of the most underrated. And I've talked about guys in the league. Borderline probably could have made the All Star game, All Star team this year. Um, I love everything about Zach Levine, uh, the way he bounced back from his injury, um, the way he carried himself. He's quiet. He's a solid killer. So I, I applaud him. Russell Westbrook, you had the opportunity to play with him in Oklahoma City. Um, you made mention of the fact that he was the best Oklahoma City player ever. Why is that? Yeah, no, he's the greatest Oklahoma City player ever. And here's why. When you look at Russell Westbrook and the body of work that he's put in while he had on the Thunder uniform is 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 apples and oranges. I mean, he leads in every statistical category. Um, does that make him the best player ever to put on the jersey? No. Um, that would be Kevin Durant. But 
you know, Kevin Durant with his decision, he chose to leave, which opened the door for Russ, and he walked right on in. And he embraced that opportunity. So he leads the organization in points, rebounds, assists, steals, minutes played, games played, all the above. When you think of Thunder basketball, how can you not think of him? As as a journalist myself, and you as a member of the media who you know makes commentary and and you know analysis about players, um, I would imagine for yourself that that is a difficult juxtaposition. The key yeah. thing is, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it is. I mean, but but you know, like for example, man, like you could look at like same thing with Toronto. I look at Toronto and I think, you know, Kyle Lowry is the greatest player in Toronto history. He is Mr. Toronto in my eyes. Sure. Is he, is he the best player to ever put on a jersey for Toronto? No. You were, you was one would argue Vince Carter. One would argue Tracy McGrady. One would argue, uh, Kawhi Leonard. But is he the greatest? I think so. He represents that culture. He represents their organization, he took it to a championship level, you know, five-time All-Star, all the above. So, you know, it's just a difference between the two, in my opinion. And it's funny, and even interesting that you say that, because I think when you look at American basketball and Canadian basketball, number one, the Toronto Raptors being the reigning champions, but number two, the fact that Kawhi Leonard left Toronto, went to the Clippers, and the fact that the Raptors are still doing well, everybody pays attention to the Milwaukee Bucks now and has not given them a chance this season. And in my opinion, Pascal Siakam has been playing like Scottie Pippen the year that Michael Jordan retired the first time. He's been playing like right. that. Everybody except fool, yours truly. I've been on the Raptors, even when Kawhi left. I said they're a deep ball club. They're well coached by Nick Nurse. Siakam is a superstar in the making. He's starting to come along extremely well. Van Bleet, I love the way that uh, <clears throat> Coach Nick Nurse mixed it up. He went a small combo, that small combo combination with, with Kyle Lavery and Van Bleet. And then you, you had a mixture of Serge Ibaka with Gasol. And then you got Norman Powell, who was possibly, before he got hurt, he was in the conversation for six men of the year. And so they're extremely deep. I, 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 their player development is really well. Their front office draft extremely well. So, you know, I just have number of praises for the Toronto Raptors, and you can't count them out. Their team, they're battle-tested. They've been through the war. They stepped up at the highest level. So I don't know why everybody counts them out, because I showed in the hell them. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins on the line with Scoopy Radio talking all things basketball, anything, anything from his and one dribbling skills to the Toronto, Toronto Raptors and more. Um, you brought up uh, the Raptors, but the Milwaukee Bucks have won 60 games. Uh, you look at Giannis Tacumbo playing lights out. Uh, a million-dollar question, is Giannis this year's MVP or is it LeBron James? Well, you know, Giannis is, has been playing extremely well, but if you take Giannis uh, off their team, the Milwaukee Bucks still have a great team. They still will probably be a fourth or fifth seed in the East. When I look at LeBron James and the body of work that he's put in this year, forget his age and everybody want to talk about the number of years that he put up, 17 years and all so forth. But when when you talk about, you know, a guy who's averaging, you know, almost 25 points a game, almost 11 assists, uh, he's never been part of that 2010 club, and he has his team number one in a tough Western Conference. 
that speaks volumes. And also, when you take LeBron off the court, the Lakers rank 29th offensively. When he's on the court, they rank what? I think they rank second, and and that's that's a huge difference. Um, so when I'm just looking at him and, and what LeBron has done this year uh, in that tough Western Conference, man, I, I would just happen to, I just probably would give that edge to LeBron James. I had Better World Peace on Scoopy Radio yesterday, um, and we talked about Anthony Davis, and he told me, I asked him, who reminds him uh, in today's NBA uh, of, of Pal Gasol? Um, I, my question to you is, how impressed are you with the addition of, of Anthony Davis on the oh, this season? I'm very impressed. And to me, I love I love Metal World Peace. That's my guy, but there's no comparison to Anthony Davis. Uh, he's a guy that we we've never seen before. He's one of one. Uh, he's a generational talent. Uh, in my opinion, the closest guy that I've seen to Anthony Davis was Kevin Garnett. When you mm. look at the whole body of work that they both could do, uh, they handles, they passing ability, uh, the shot blocking, the defensive part of it, the way they defend, they able to switch on one through fives and. You know, they, they rebound at a high level. Uh, there's no limitations on their game, really, offensively. They both could, they both could shoot the three. They both had, they both had, they both got, uh, KG had post moves. AD had post moves. KG could push the rock. AD could push the rock. So, but AD is one of one, man. He's a generational talent. Will he be a Hall of Famer one day? I, yes, he's on the verge. Uh, sky's the limit. AD is only 27 years old and is only going to get better from here. He's just starting to hit his prime. And that's the scary part about it. Uh, how can he not be in the Hall of Fame? With the numbers he's going to put up and the things that he's going to do, I think the sky's the limit for him. Kendrick Perkins on the line with Scoop B Radio Podcast talking everything basketball and more. Listen, um, i got to tell you a story that it relates to, to a question that I have for you. So, we're in a racial climate right now. We're in a pandemic right now. Um, and your name has been trending this week. So I remember when President Obama was running for office. And I remember Cornell West and Tavis Smiley, uh, for those who are listening, political commentators, college professors. And they had an issue with Obama because he didn't come on their show. And he, Obama sent Michelle Obama in their stead. And, you know, Tavis Smiley basically didn't want that. And ever since then, it seems as though they had a almost like a veiled perception or agenda in how they cover Obama. Uh, why is that significant? Um, we as people of color are so multifaceted. You know, one black person may grow up in Texas, somebody may grow up in New Jersey, but we all have different identities. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I took from that situation was this. I feel that we as African-Americans should not air out our dirty laundry mm -hmm. because that makes people feel as though we are not united and it makes people feel as though they can disrespect us. Right. So as I was listening to or reading things on the radio or things that have been said on TV, your name comes up a lot as it relates to Kyrie and specifically when I read something that you said today or a day or two ago, you said, if you take Kyrie Irving's brain and put it in a bird right now, it's going to fly backwards. Can mm -hmm. you give me context and logic to why you said that? 
Well, first of all, <clears throat> I'm gonna say this. When I said that, uh, yes, it, at the time, was it appropriate? Absolutely not. Now thinking back on it, no. But when I when I said it, my intentions was was because it was saying that basically Kyrie, in my in my eyes and in my opinion, he's confused. Okay. And he's confused as a leader, and I'm standing behind it. And here's why: um, you know, as a leader and as being a vice president of the Players Association, you know, you're you're at the top of the top when dealing with you know over 400 players in the NBA. You're representing retired players and, and players that are current players and everything, right? So everything has to have a strategic plan. Sure, that makes sense. Everything got everything has to make sense. Everything has to go through a process. Just like when the NBA and the Players Association and I, the way that Chris Paul and Michelle Roberts was handling things for us whether or not the season was gonna return. That took like a two month process. That took that took days and, and hours of phone conversations, uh in uh talking with other players. And here it is. Kyrie was part of those part of those conversations. Okay, he was right. part of those conversations. He was on the phone, and he was on the phone agreeing that basketball should return. Okay, he mm -hmm. was one of those guys. He placed the vote that basketball should return, and here it is today. All right, you take it last week. Kyrie also was the guy that was on record saying that hey. I want to go to the bubble. I want to be, can inactive players go to the bubble? And I want to be there and support my team. I actually applauded Kyrie for that on the jump last week and wow. said, wow, Kyrie is really stepping up as a leader. Here it is. He know he's not going to play, but he want to go to the bubble and, and just be around his team. That's, 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 that's taking, you know, steps forward to being a leader. Okay. And so for whatever reason, Within the next seven, eight days, you change your mind, and now you come with a, you come all of a sudden without consulting with the Players Association, Michelle Roberts, and your president, Chris Paul, and you form a whole nother conference call with somebody else, and you tell them, and you tell them that you want to, uh, you know, we, we should basically start you know, a boycotting the league, right? Okay, that's cool. You can, you can have that. Whatever, listen, I am an African-American that's stay in a community of 30 houses, and I'm the only African-American in there with four African-American kids. By the way, I just had, we just had an incident happen two miles away from my house where an African-American teenager was lynched at, a, at an elementary school. They found his body hanging. So right. I'm all in for change in America. Make no doubt, make no mistake about it, all right? So, but it's always this old saying, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And the way you go about it is, it's a process. You don't just come up overnight and start our own separate group. For one, that means that the union is not on the same page and that they're divided. It makes us look bad as a union. Two, okay, if you come up with this idea what is the plan after that? What is the plan? Like, I want to know the plan. Like, everything got to be, you got to have all your ducks in a row. We got to have a strategic plan. 
Okay, you telling guys to, hey, don't go, let's sit out and make a statement. Okay, what is the plan afterwards? Do we have, do the, do the players association have enough money to, to fund some of the guys that haven't made money like they, like haven't made millions of dollars just yet or the newcomers in the NBA, right. the two way players, the second rounders? Do you have money to help fund them so that they can pay their bills? Do, uh, like, what else is next? What is our stance? What are we trying to get out of it? Because just saying that, that's not hurting us. I mean, that's not hurting the owners. That's hurting us. Because guess what? The NBA is made up of 80% African Americans. So you're, you're telling me not going to work and not going to get that money so that those African Americans could make money to put back into the community what the NBA players does so well. You got to give me a plan behind that. Other than that, I can't roll with it. Here's my follow-up. Do you think that players can do both? Can they play and still bring attention or reverence to police brutality and racial divide in America? Absolutely. Why not? You Because one thing you go always, one thing players are always going to have is their cell phones. And guess what? They that's what they use on their cell phones. The biggest platform that they have, Twitter, they're Instagram, social, they social media. So absolutely. And then it, it's a, see when you my my thing and my mindset is is that when you get the NBA brothers all together in one bubble, then it becomes even more powerful because now they have more meetings and they come up with more ideas and and more solutions and they come together which they haven't been able to do because of the pandemic. So you can look at it both ways. So that's why I'm saying, okay, I, I, okay, I understand. I'm not knocking Kyrie for his idea. All I'm saying is, what is the plan behind it? Scoopy Radio on the line with Kendra Perkins. Subscribe on all streaming platforms. Uh, ScoopyRadio.com. I didn't play in the NBA. You did. I'll defer to you on this. My, my follow-up to that is, do you think it's really that safe to all of, for all those guys to be together in one setting and meet and play like that, particularly with the coronavirus pandemic being what it is? I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on with the coronavirus, right? Right. And it, we, we don't know. The world has opened back up. I live down in Houston, Texas. And the world has been, Texas has been open for a month. People are living life like it's normal. Cases are still rising and people don't care. Now, at the end of the day, this is the conversation. Is it is it safe? We don't know. We don't know. I know one thing. The NBA is a billion-dollar business, so I'm pretty sure they didn't cross their T's and dotted their I's the best way possible. Right. But then, But then on the flip side of it, you, this is the first time that I've seen in my whole career, NBA-wise, TV-wise, and being around the NBA, that the Players Association and the NBA have worked hand-in-hand. Hand. And this is why I feel like we had the best commissioner in sports in Adam Silver, because it wasn't just the NBA decision or the owner's decision. No, he let the voices be heard by the players. And the players agreed that they wanted to play so it was it was 50-50 in my opinion. So what I mean I mean at the end of the day we all know the risk of it, but it wasn't just the owners that wanted to get back to basketball. The players did too. So 
this is my understanding, and I, I texted the article earlier. I'm not sure if you got a chance to read it, but but I, for those listening, I'll give a brief synopsis. So basically, Kyrie Irving did admit that he did vote in the favor of continuing the season. But then after other players quietly had reached out to him to let him know that they were uncomfortable with it, both he and Avery Bradley have both been vocal about the notion of maybe they shouldn't play. And once he got that information, he changed his vote. My statement, I guess my my follow-up to that is, if there are enough players that are saying that they don't want to play, is the option just don't go? Or should it be a deeper conversation amongst other players? Because it's almost like Colin Kaepernick when you talk about, is it about the flag? Or is it about police brutality in the same vein? Is it about police brutality and racial disparity? Or is it about the coronavirus health? I see so many parallels there. So I, I guess my question, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up. So, so I guess my question is, do you look at it as the virus or do you look at it as the, the racial disparity? Because I think those are two different arguments. Well, I can't look at either one and I can't judge any player for what they believe in, Right. If right. a player if a player says they don't want to go because they feel like it's unsafe, I can't be mad at a player for that. If a player don't want to go because they say they're making the stands, but because of the you know the racial injustice, I can't be mad at that either. But once again, I'm gonna go back to reiterate what I said before. It was okay. It's okay that Kyrie had a change of heart. It's okay that players reached out right. to him quietly. But I, once again, my saying to you was, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Why didn't you contact Michelle Roberts? Why didn't you contact Chris Paul and say, hey, we need to have another meeting. We need to have another conversation because I got this amount of players and X, Y, and Z have these concerns, so we need to address this again. Right. That is my issue with the whole situation. Because now, you know what you got now? What we don't need? You got the whole union. You got, it's a, it, it's divided. You got yeah. 50% over here and 50% over, or 20% here, 20% there, uh, 20% there. Like, no, we all over the place. When we right now, as a union, 80% of the, 80% of the league is African Americans. We should be on the same page right now. From what I understand, you and Kyrie lived lived literally across the street from each other when you were in Cleveland. Okay. Um, and what? Because you have a relationship with Kai, because you and you played with him, because you had you were a teammate with, with Kevin Durant. First of all, my question is: Do you two really dislike each other, or is that really just a social media thing? Who is that? You and Kevin. I mean, listen. One thing about it is that. Man, I, I'm I've been the same person that I've been in the league. I've been outspoken. I've been a leader. I've been the same guy that you see on TV. That's not the same person I've been in the NBA. So, at the end of the day, guess what? If KD choose not to be my friend, that's on him. Because every other person that I befriended that's in the NBA, I'm still cool with to this day. I could still pick up the phone and call them. Because I think for optics purposes, like little kids, like my, my mentions have been crazy because I've been tweeting stuff about KD 
a lot of people are not on the inside. A lot of people are fans looking on the outside. And I believe it starts at the top. When you have somebody who is the president of the United States, they tweet stuff and bully, however, you, which way you voted, people follow suit in that regard and other facets of life. As I stated previously, when you air your dirty laundry out, it gives a perception. Perk is this. KD is that. Kyrie is this. Is it possible to get the three of you guys on a phone call as leaders and you hash this out? Well, listen, I haven't changed my number in 15 years, brother. I've been having the same number. Like last last night, give you a prime example. Wilson Chandler uh, kind of said something towards my, towards my way on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I didn't get no Twitter beef with him. You know what I did? I DM'd him, and I gave him my telephone number. And he called, and I told him. I said, hey, man, we can talk this out like real men. He called me. We did. And guess what? I understood where he was coming from, and he understood where I was coming from, and we hung up the conversation in good grace. That's real. Straight up, just like that. Like, man, I'm not, listen, one thing about me, I'm not ducking no phone conversations. I'm not ducking anything about it. But what people do have to realize is that I have a job. I work at ESPN, right? And I don't come up with the topics. The topics are brought up to me and I have to answer those topics to the best of my knowledge and that's what I do you know what I'm saying that's what I do now was my bird statement was that a little out of character yes it was and guess what I apologize to Kyrie Irving for that do I agree with him saying that we all need a hold out no I don't I don't agree with that because I need to know a plan behind it you yeah. see what I'm saying? I do. That's all. I do. You seem like the the modern Charles Barkley to some of these young guys. Where do you and Charles differ in your commentary from your perspective? Well, I mean, we both are honest. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better. Charles Barkley is an Emmy Award winner. That's what we differ in. I mean, he's a legend in this game. You know what I mean? Especially in the analysts. And he don't shy away. He speaks his mind. Um, he has great charisma. Uh, people love hearing him talk, and he don't try to be somebody he's not. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up late at night in the, looking in the uh, in the encyclopedia or, or looking in the dictionary trying to come up with big words. No, I'm who I am. I go on TV and I speak, and I'm authentic, and that's who I am. Period. Point blank. Yeah, it's something about them southern big men. They're honest. And it, it translates well on TV. Right. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I don't want to hold too much of your, your time, but I, I definitely appreciate you giving me clarity. Um yeah. Because I don't want to see brothers who look like me all over the place. That's entertainment for some people, but at the end of the day, we're fighting yeah. a good we're fight. Fighting the, we, fighting the, we fighting the same war, my brother. And guess what? I come from the mud just like everyone else, my, my brother, and this – like I said before, it's not how we do it's not what we do, it's how we do it. We gotta make sure we, we crossing our T's and dotting our I's, especially as powerful African American men that have platforms to actually speak out and lead. We gotta lead and we gotta do it the right way. You see what I'm saying? That's the only way we're gonna get changed. We gotta lead the right way. But we got to come together and we all have to be on the same page. 
because anytime, anytime they, uh, you know, the world or whoever see that we're going in a different direction, they like, yep, we got them just what we want, and we can't have it. You heard it first. Good brother, you off the high seat. All right, appreciate it, man. My man, I'll talk to you soon. All right. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.